Yep, we're live on Facebook. <laughs> and we should be live on Twitch. Hopefully we're there if you can see us. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Hopefully they can see yeah. us. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hopefully we should be live. Guys, if you can't see us or hear from us, let us know. We're trying to make sure. Hopefully it didn't unhost and rehost us. John, are you seeing everything? We look uh, good. I'm just waiting for it to load up. Yeah, I'm looking to see. It says we're live, but it's, it's a black screen of death. I know. We're getting that with Twitch a lot lately. There's been some issues. I think it's because the the host auto-hosting section. We may have to turn that off prior to us starting every day. Uh, Fair just enough. on the safe side. Um, there is a network error. Please try again. Yep. And I've got high CPU usage, too, so that could be also. Yep. <clears throat> I'll just shut some stuff down. Okay, do you see uh, you do you see uh, Xander Broder's comments? Uh huh. Okay, cool. Making sure you're keeping track of that. Being our expert. Yep. Um, yeah. Doing OSL right now. How are we looking on Twitch, guys? Uh, Crimson just said, "Did Gonzo break Twitch?" I'm always breaking In the chat, Twitch. So yeah. <laughs> seems like we're having a big issue with Twitch lately. They're having a big issue with us. Um, it seems to be the issue because I only show one viewer on... Uh, I show no viewers on Twitch. So thank you, Twitch, for giving us a big problem. Um, thanks, Twitch. Thanks, Twitch. I see 12 viewers, but that's just me, and I haven't refreshed, maybe. Yeah, I'm still getting black screen of nothing. Yeah. I see 13 viewers now, but it just says there is a network error. Please try again when I Let me, uh, um, let me type in unhost. You got it. No, oh, dang it. Well, welcome everyone on Facebook while we work out Twitch. Yeah, so if you're there, you can uh, watch us on Facebook. Hi. Oh, yes, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, all of the Facebook people that I seem to be ignoring. I didn't realize. God, Kathy, always ignoring the people. Always ignoring. I know, I know. That's what you want in a podcast, right? Is everybody ignoring everybody? Uh, uh, oh, wow. wow yeah, in a, in a talk show variety podcast. Uh, or variety want. show. This is great. Or something. You get a wide variety. You get silly, sillier, and silliest. Um, yeah, it still shows that we are off the air on Twitch. Yep. Can anybody, anybody on Twitch see us or hear us? Uh, can't get video in. Oh, let me just uh, reply to Beanion. Uh, I think I'll just stop Twitch and restart it. Probably a good call, sir. Thank <laughs> so, uh, oh, okay, Facebook Live. Uh, I'll just go uh, over there and check that out while we're. Uh, yeah. It's also funny that I'm not seeing any of their chats in there. No, nobody's watching us on Twitch. All right, I can see us now, or nobody's watching us on Facebook Live right now. We got yeah, but no, I see us on two. Twitch. We, we got two. Hi. All right, now we're back on Twitch. Yay. Hey. All right, I'm going to shut some of this down so I can save on CPU usage. Maybe that happened to a friend of mine uh, streaming Champions the other day. It was the same kind of problem that he was having, so I don't know if uh, Twitch is just being buggy. 
or it, what? We've had that a lot lately, um, which we probably need to have a discussion about how we want to do some stuff. Because, I mean, I don't want to have to do this every single time. That's kind of what we've had to do. Um, for everybody that's watching, thanks for joining us. Sorry we're coming up a little late. Uh, seems to be some issues on Twitch's end. Um, we got that fixed, and now we're back. Um, other than that, let's see. Um, welcome to episode 67. We're going to talk about what, John? We're going to talk about games that we want to play, but never have been able to for whatever reason. And that could be anything and everything. Um, as long Video as games. Game. Board games. RPGs. Card games. Everything. Um, and whatever it's all reason. on the table. Everything. <laughs> so, we should wait and see. We'll see about that. Um, it is episode 67. Um, let's go with our tradition of... Kathy, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking uh, sapphire gin and tonic with a little bit of lime thrown in. A little okay. bit of lime. Delicious. John, how about you? Uh, I have uh, Dr. Pepper and rum. Mmm... Uh, and I have the last bit of my Cabernet from my J-Lore bottle. Um, and I'm going to be finishing that off tonight. Uh, John, do we have anybody we need to salute? Uh, yeah, as uh, you mentioned, uh, Albert Finney passed this week. Uh, actor, uh, you probably know him from stuff. He is quite uh, prolific. Um, I don't necessarily know him from anything in particular, but he was very prolific, and I did notice a lot of the movies he, he I did see. And then also a uh, longtime Oriole Frank Robinson passed. Yep. Just more of a local thing for us, but uh, he was a big deal here in Baltimore. So, cool. So, cheers to them, and thank you for joining us, guys. Yep, cheers. Sancha. Um, so we got to get our, some, some business out of the way before we think, guys. You'll see some stuff scroll past on your chat, and hopefully, John will repost it over on Facebook. Um, we still have our Patreon page up, which some people are taking advantage of it, and some people aren't. Um, really try to go and take advantage of that because Kathy still is doing and can do the hangouts per the Patreon uh, reward level. Uh, we hope that you take advantage of that. Also, for the people that have the $2 higher a level, um, we are trying to get our dice in. The dice company we work with is behind by about five to six weeks, so it's taking us a little bit longer than we thought. Uh, it's better than one of the 13 weeks they told us. Um, yes. was beginning. Awesome. So sure. we're working on that. Um, should get those pretty soon, about five to six weeks. Uh, when we do, we'll get those out to all our patron subscribers, and we thank you for all that. Um, also, check us out on Facebook. Um, we also now have T-shirts everybody can get, and mugs, yep. and stickers, and all that on our Teesprings, which are on the Facebook page. Um, and you can get them in any size, any color, almost anything. The only thing we couldn't get it on is a G-string. And well, which is probably for the best for everyone. Well, really. John bitched that he couldn't get one, but that's just I was John. really upset um, that he couldn't get it as a G string, but it's just kind of how things are. Um, other than that, um, we also want to do a big thank out to our uh, shout out to our sponsors. And if you're still listening, we appreciate it because next week we're going to do a giveaway to Tectonic Craft Studios. We have a few gift uh, certificates to give away um, that you can use in this store. Um, so talking about sponsor, hey, look, TikTok Crash Studios. If you were at uh, one of the conventions this week and you saw Dan, make sure you say hi to him, give him a big hug. He's a nice guy. We love him. Dan was at Las Vegas Open. Yep. 
Um, also, uh, Chris at Mechanica Studios, he is setting up our store so you can buy other things from us because we will be selling uh, zones pretty soon. The ones that we gave away recently, and uh, John and I have. Uh, we got the new, we got the test versions of it, and they look really sweet and they're really good material. Yeah, they're very nice. Very nice. Um, we'll be giving, we'll be selling those from his stores. Also, and the acrylic, the acrylic stuff. That's the one thing that is coming back that we are really happy about. All of our acrylic sets that we got, the widgets, the flags, the tournament marker, yeah. the, all that stuff is coming out, and uh, we'll be selling that on the store. Um, and also, if you notice, every once in a while, you'll see something scroll up in the chat that you can get 10% off at Muse on Minis, which they are, of course, our big sponsor, too, and yeah. are helping us out. Um, and they will, uh, if you use that code... Not only do you get 10% off, but we also get a small cut from that, which helps us out a lot, especially now that we're having to look to get a new system to run our thing. Because right now, we're all we're doing is videoing, and I'm sitting at like 70% of my processor, um, which hopefully we don't crash again. Yay. Um, other than that, guys, um, thanks a lot. We really appreciate you being here, uh, being a part of us. Um, yeah, like I said, you can also find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and the Muse on Mini site. Uh, we appreciate everybody that listens. It helps us out a ton. And if you can think of uh, topics you'd like us to to talk about, uh, feel free to chime in in the chat or shoot us a DM on Facebook or Twitch. We are uh, happy to take suggestions. We, have, we got a few this week that uh, will provide us for some interesting future topics. Yeah. And uh, so thank you to those who uh, replied to that. Um, also, things to remember is um, Kathy does streaming on Mondays and Thursdays in the morning from 10 a.m. to 12. Um, check her out. She's doing a uh, Rocket Girl uh, from um, Crucible Guard, uh, the con-exclusive mini that we uh, promised we would do for a giveaway um it's already been given away uh for something else excuse me um and then um excuse me again i will be <laughs> i also do my donna the harbinger episodes on tuesdays with tim Banky, um ethan Friedis, um evan Friedis, and max and jackie where we play a star wars campaign which is coming to a conclusion soon um, we're not sure how many more episodes we got left of that. Um, but we'll be starting up another one after it. And then, um, I'll be doing some streaming again on probably Wednesday. Cause I need to get some painting and some hobbying done. Bad. Painting, okay. Bad, bad. I'll be, of course, after, you know, like five o'clock or something, but I got to get some hobbying done. And, uh, John, what are you looking that, to do? What's that like? Having to get some hobby and done. I don't have that problem. You don't have that. No, I just got to get it done. That's my problem. No, I understand. Yeah. I just, well, I, I mean, just need off my butt. Get my last uh, trolls done in time for uh, for our most recent uh, Sigmar slow grow. Oh. I only barely got that last group done in time. Um. So tonight I'm gonna be working on painting my owl and also um, putting together some Harry Potter miniatures to play with tomorrow. Uh, Kathy's still working on Rocket Girl. Yeah, I'll be working on that tonight. I'm doing some uh, eight, the uh, OSL on the uh, exhaust. 
So I want it to be flamey coming out here and then turn into smoke further down. And then I'll have OSL uh, reflecting off of her and the rocket up, uh, up in this area. So, yeah, that's what I'll be doing tonight. And then I'll be working on it again tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. to noon central. All right. Awesome. I think we got the business done this time. Business done. Business done. Thank you, guys. Oh. We appreciate it. Um, so, John, our topic, because you're also watching the Facebook chat and I can't see it right now because I'm painting. Um, <laughs> what are we talking about this week again? Uh, we're talking about games we would like to play but haven't been able to uh, for whatever reason. Any reason whatsoever? Doesn't matter what. Any reason whatsoever. Any reason whatsoever. Ooh, can I go first? Sure. Okay. Okay. I figured we'd round robin it. You give one, we talk about it a bit, and then go okay. around the around the horn, so to speak. Alright. So the one game I've always wanted to play, but I never ever ever could, uh, for many various reasons. One, the game takes a long time to play. Two, it's ex stupid expensive. Three, it has some crazy miniatures. And four, you gotta have a lot of people to do it. Uh, and that is Kingdom Death. Um, I've always wanted to play it every year, uh, at the past war machine weekends, somebody's usually running a, you know, a game of it. And I was like, Oh, I want to get in on it. want to get in on it. And I can't cause I'm doing something and I, I hate it. And it irks me off so bad because it looks so fun. Everybody that's playing it at the convention looks like they're having a great time. Uh, the models are stupid, insanely cool. Um, and it really, really irks the crap out of me that I don't get to play it. Um, if you've played it, I'm jealous because I haven't. Um, but that's one of the games I really like. Uh, I'd like to. Not because I've ever, you know, I, I, I don't even know how it's played, honestly. It just looks like a lot of fun. Um, and of course the models are, I mean, I don't know if everybody's looked or seen or whatever, but they're so cool some of them are just amazing um like the big dragons and all this other stuff you're just like holy crap and then there's you know there are some provocative pieces mm -hmm. um and stuff but i mean it just looks like a ton of fun but a good challenging hard fun which i want to try um if you've played it let me know how you what you think about it um because if i ever find somebody that's selling it pretty cheap uh, <laughs> uh, yes, I agree with you. I, I might pick it up, but there are there are some provocative models, uh, as Legionnaire stated. There is a, uh, a a bunch of penis type references. I know that um, one model has like a, a penis skirt made out of a bunch of penises, um, but that's like an optional part. You don't have to have it on there. So if you're offended by it, you don't have to. Um, but there's lots of boob stuff going on too. Th there's a lot of, there's a lot of boobage. Um, the infamous boob monster. Yep. There is that. But I mean, that's, you know what it's, it's one of the things that people like about it. I, I don't care. I just want to play the game. And there, like I said, there's some really, really cool models. Mm -hmm. Some really stupid, cool models. Yeah. Some very cool models. Uh, it wasn't a game that ever really, uh, interested me from a game point of some guys play i'm like oh yeah it looks cool but not really not your anything thing. i've been jones in the play it's like if i played it i played it. if not it's not gonna kill me yeah. but i can definitely see how if, if 
it's appealing to you, that's a game you'd want to play because it is tons and tons of amazing models. Yes. Um, cool. So that was that was one thing. That was one that I I desperately want to try out. So if you have it and you like it, let me know. I want to hear more about it. So cool. there's my first one. Kathy, what's your uh, first one? Mm, my first one is the new Monpok. Like I played the old one. And I really enjoyed it. And I still have my Cthulhu. I forget what they're called even because it's been several years. But since the, first, the new one came out, I haven't even had a chance to demo it at a, uh, at a convention or anything. But I, I would like to, uh, to return to that. It would be fun. Well, Gonzo can speak to it a little bit since he actually plays it. Um, yeah. I actually play it. Uh, I can't remember the name of the, the Cthulhu guys off the top of my head. Um, because they're all, you know, everything's kind of based on something else, but I have played it and it's a ton of fun, uh, for anybody that is, is looking to get into it. It's, it's quick. Um, it's easy. Lords of, Lords of Thule. That's what it is. Um, okay. but, uh, it's, it's a pretty easy concept, you know, do a lot of things. The more you destroy stuff, the more you do cool things, the more powerful things get. Uh, also when you're. Um, main monster gets damaged. Eventually, he gets so damaged he goes into it's called hyper mode. And when you go to hyper mode, you get okay. uh, more powerful and get to do a lot of really cool stuff. Um, I play uh, Terracon, which is the uh, Godzilla of the monsters, um, and he's he's a lot of fun. His little minions are really cool. Um, I have a blast with it. It's Quick and dirty. You can play two games. You can play a couple of games that are really, really easy. It uh, seems like that's how I remember it being was short. And I just, I loved it that you could pick up the big guys and throw them into buildings and knock oh, them yeah. down. Can you still do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Legion, you don't have to buy the starter. Um, the only thing that I don't like, and I've uh, we've already discussed this with PP, is the mat is the one thing you have to have. Uh, because it's played on a gridded map that has certain spots for things. And it's, I wouldn't say it's a problem, but that's one of the issues is they, that you've got to do that. Uh, but I know that they're looking to do uh, a vinyl uh, a vinyl mat and doing like packs of them. Because it's, it's a fairly small board. Um, but if you can buy just the, you know, the, 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 the starter sets that you get without buying the board more power to you. Cause that's going to be what the problem is, is getting that. Um, so hopefully you can do that. It's a lot of fun. It's a, it, it's quick and easy. Um, I make stupid sound effects when I do things. We, you know, trash talk each other while we're doing it. You know, I'll scream like Godzilla and, you know, breathe out fire and, you know, all that stupid crap that, you know, it seems reasonable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's a blast. It's it's a good fun time. Um, we're looking at adding that uh, at a Warfare Weekend because a lot of people oh, uh, cool. had asked to have like some crush time or crush hour and demos. That means I might I might actually get to play. Oh yeah, yeah. When you go there, you'll get to play, Kathy. Awesome. I'll let you play just once. Yay! He'll let me play. <laughs> but uh, it, it's it's a good game. It, it's a lot of fun. They did really really well with it. I was really impressed. Um, it's not a huge money investment either, so you don't have to worry about, you know, a ton of money. 
Now, if you're going to do the two monster version, yeah, you're going to be spending a little bit on that. Because I don't have a ton of money. But if you just <laughs> want to do the one the one monster thing, you can do that, and you'll have you'll have fun with it. I, I you definitely would have fun with it because it's 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 silly. It's just you know pick up things, throw things, stomp things. Body slam, big monsters. Oh crap, he's hurt. Now he's gonna kick the shit out of me. Type what is thing. Not to love. Destroy buildings. You know that type of thing. So, um, you definitely would like it, Kathy. So that will be there. Sorry, I didn't mean to over take over your thing. Um, I need to let this dry for a bit. Not I... at well. You know, I don't know anything about it because I haven't played it yet. Yeah. So it's one of those things that I want to learn about. I don't know anything about it. So. It's helpful yeah, to hear sorry. these things. <laughs> um, I'll build some models. I think I'm going to build... We, are uh, we back to... Wait, John hasn't done his yet. No, that's because John's slow. Oh, I'm slow, huh? I was going to say that Monster Baka. <laughs> that's one that like, kind of interests me, but there's no one playing locally, so I'm not going not gonna to buy models for it, honestly. Yeah. yeah. done enough of that in the past. I could The litany of games I have purchased models for that I do not... Have anyone to play with? Oh yeah, yeah. Made a lot easier now. I mean, because let's be honest, it's pretty easy to convince Banyan to play new games. You start with, "Hey Banyan, I got this new game," and then usually he plays a new game. But I'm trying not to do that. It's not really fair to him. Um, big one would be like, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of double a twofer in here because it's uh, they're the same sort of uh, or a threefer. Is something sort of World War II-y, be it uh, weird World War II, like Dust, or uh, some of the other, like I have... Conflict 47. Conflict 47. I have, uh, uh, it's called A World War II, it was done a while ago. Um, I actually talked to the guy who made it a while ago. Just never uh, never got a chance to do it. Uh, uh, A World War II was more interesting because it was more squad level, which was sort of the size okay. of like from a secondary game like that. Mm-hmm. But even, even like, Bolt Action or um, Flames of War would be interesting. It's just, by the time we get people playing it, uh, I'm like, oh, you know, where's some people I can actually play it? It falls apart, and then I'm like, I'm not buying the stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I do like World War II, and it just, I like the uh, the weird World War II more, but uh, Dust never really grabbed me. It's a cool game, but it just never completely grabbed me. Mm -hmm. It's always a little off. Like it's just not quite what I'm looking for. I want, I want the full hobby in a game like that. Well, Conflict Forty Seven is really very similar to Bolt Action, but no one plays it. Yeah. Well, well yeah, yeah. Well, that's. So if you were to get and you had everybody there for the hobby, say you had a group of people that were going to play it, and you could choose whatever game, which one would you choose based on the way you? You know what you what you've got. And definitely one of the weird World War Two ones. I mean, I kind of like the idea of Flames of War, or uh, or Bolt Action, but I'd rather add the weird stuff. You know, a little bit yeah, of fix yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because I mean, you know, you, you were talking about the hobby stuff, and certain um, you can buy dust models that are not put together. They're just not as common. Uh, yeah, and, and it's. I mean. I don't mind them. I, mean, I still have that uh, that monkey, uh, Gregor, sitting on my desk uh -huh. here yeah. to paint it. But, uh, I mean, I like them. It's just, they don't hit 100%. And that's sort of, you'll find it's a common thing 
with a lot of games is they don't hit me 100%. There's, a, again, a litany of games I'm like, I'd like to play that, but no army really speaks to me. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, World War II is when it was, and, I mean, honestly, it's a dead system now, but that A World War II looked the most interesting. It had a, a very cool idea. It was not super-duper crazy, maybe not as crazy and high-scale as Dust. Like I said, squad level. That one was one I probably would like to play, but never really got a chance to. And I mean, no one was playing it. Just the uh, the guy who made it was sort of in the area, so it was a possibility. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So that would be my first one. Uh, Gonzo, hit us with number two. Uh, number two, the one of the things that I always wanted to try out um, and I thought would be kind of cool, and I'm actually going to get a chance to try it out um, because I thought it was neat, and it is a Western, uh, and that's Dracula's America. Oh, yeah. Um, we've actually mentioned this before, and I've watched a couple of battle reports and everything, and it looks really neat. Um, the story's kind of neat. The character, it's a, it's a Wild West thing, but, of course, with some weird things going on. Because, uh, like, one of the rules is when you're playing, uh, and if you do a certain role and it happens, like, a werewolf may show up out of the blue and rampage through the battlefield and then run away. And I was like, okay. I like that's that. That's cool. Very old school. Yeah. Um, I've read the book. The book's cool. The book's fun. Um, I can't wait to try it out. Someone's going to do like a demo day of it. Uh, I didn't know there was a book. Yeah. Well, not not, not a reading book, but uh, you know the, the story book. Oh, the, okay. Yeah, the, okay. The, the rule book. Yeah. Um, I read it uh, last year, I think, at um, one of the conventions. Someone had a copy and said, hey, read this for a little bit. And I was like, okay. And so I figured I would uh, do it, and it looked kind of fun. Um, it's 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 a living game, and the fact that your characters change and mold and stuff as you play. So you play it like a Necromunda style type game. Um, people get hurt, die, build new gangs, you know that type of thing, which I really I really like. That was one of the things that attracted me to Necromunda was oh you mean I just don't pick random dude one hundred and one and keep going with him like no you have more things he can lose an eye and then become really pissed off and berserker <laughs> um so i mean that was that was one of the things i really uh, i'm gonna get to try which i think is awesome um and it's a small game and it's you can use any type of miniatures you want which is even better um so you're not tied down to a certain company and on top of that um you just get them and you go so Yay. So I'll get to play that. Cool. Kathy, what's your number two? My number two is actually uh, a game that a lot of people play. It's uh, Age of Sigmar, and I'll just tack Nightfall right onto it because, you know, <laughs> kind, of, kind of the same thing. Similar, no, I guess. Honestly, Nightfall and Shadespire are something that you and Jim could play at home because they're, they're purely two-player quick games. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You could definitely, you two, just get together with a bottle of bourbon and just go to town. Mm. Bottle of bourbon optional. No, no, no. It's not optional. No, it, it, it is optional. It, it <laughs> is, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay, I a bottle like of rum it. for you, Kathy. Honestly, I would like a, a bottle of Jameson. Okay. Uh, all right. You all right. hear that, baby? Next time we play Night Vault, got to be a bottle of Jameson involved. Yeah. You hear that, listeners? I mean, Kathy wants a bottle of Jameson. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, listeners. Kathy wants all the bottles of Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie. 
Um, like yeah, it. that's something that you and you know you and Jim could get on that. You know, because you play the game, it's like best two out of three, and it's fairly quick. Yeah, it uh, is literally a board game with miniatures. Yeah, I mean, Very I, much I, so. that sounds I don't, I don't mean it that way. It is, it's just the way it is. There's a bunch of people that um, started playing Champions because it's a card game, and they're into card games. And because we talk so much in the Discord about the miniatures games, mm-hmm. uh, and these people also want to know the lore behind mm-hmm. all the, the the stuff in the cards. Oh my God! They have that's the rabbit yeah, hole. That's the rabbit hole, and there's a lot of people that have kind of dove down that because. You know, we're just we're talking about the lore. We're talking about you know the miniatures games. We we've got a little channel that they let us make on that Discord where we post pictures of uh, you know our models and stuff. So there's a bunch of people that have hopped in on, and they hopped in on that smaller version on the the Night Vault uh, Shadespire stuff and really enjoyed it. And then some of them have kind of dipped their toe into the Age of Sigmar as well, and even 40k. That's good. So yeah, it's it's been an interesting phenomenon to watch. Phenomenon. Do 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 do. High five. All right. Well, that's that, luckily that's one where if you've got time or a game store open up near you, you could easily play because people crawl out of the woodwork for those games, especially Age of Sigmar. Maybe not quite as much as something like 40k, but. Yeah. Now that I've heard that they're coming out with the new Ogre Battle Tome, and while Mm -hmm. people who know me know that I have a crap ton of ogres, I I had I had an entire army. I had when the Mornfang cavalry when they released those new ones and the stone something hunter guy. I like it's been years since I've even looked at them though. You know. If only uh, any models that weren't terrible. Yeah, one of them's even just still in the box. So, they I had so much fun painting them, uh, all the ones that did get painted, and so I would love, I would love to to play them again in I, some way. I'd really think you'd enjoy Age of Sigmar. It is quick and stuff dies and dice fly. It it's it is honestly a good time. It, it, you know, and, and that's the best best way to put it. It's not hardcore. You know, 50 billion rules changing every second. I have to have seven books to know what everything does it's for like, my it's one like army. A dozen pages of core rules. I mean, if you add in all scenarios, the you know, scenarios and stuff, you're still talking 30 pages maximum. Yeah, I mean, because honestly, all you really have to know about is your guys. I mean, you do kind of want to know what the enemy does, but that's not that important. I mean, no. All you know is they have bullshit. Tell me the basic idea of their bullshit so I don't blunder into it, and there you go. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... it's Yeah, yeah. I figured you, you probably like it, because it's, it's good and fun. Yeah. Hold on. I gotta think about number two. I mean, there's a ton of games in the past that I own game books for, or own game books for, that I wanted to play and never got to. Uh, I'll actually bring one up, since I can't think of a more modern one right now. There was a game called Mecha. It was a miniature game. Oh, about, yeah. Like... It was just Japanese Japanese animation sort of mecha. Not like, you know, Battletech. I had Battletech. I played the crap out of Battletech. I played more Battletech than most people played other games. But Mecha was like Japanese anime, you know, Robotech, Gundam-style mm-hmm. fights. And I was like, I wish to play this. 
and I never got to play this. <laughs> I had the book. We tried. Like it, it's not even made for. It's whatever models you can find, model kits, whatever. They would suggest scales. They had ideas for how to convert stuff. You know, it was a very for a small book. It was very well put together. Seemed like it'd be a ton of fun, but just never ever Way had away. a chance to, to play it, which is too bad. But you know, nowadays, I mean, I'm sure I'm surprised no one's come up with that. I mean, I know years ago there was Ronin, which is sort of like a magnetic themed. Uh, uh, they had models that you'd put together and paint, and they had magnets so you could like pull parts off and all that. It's a very interesting idea, but that never went anywhere either, which unfortunately seems to be the way with giant robot games. Yep. Maybe it's why I like Knights in 40K. Do you think there's a correlation there, Gonzo? <laughs> Probably. Okay. Who doesn't I mean, like giant robot. robots? Even though Knights are much more battle tech than uh, Robotech, I'm still okay with it. Um, but yeah, that was one I always wanted to play, never got a chance to. I probably still have the books somewhere, either here or over in my storage unit, a.k.a. Not Brushhead Dave's basement. <laughs> but you. Uh, you should yeah. always say thank you to him for storing all your nerdy stuff. I would totally say thank you, but he doesn't listen to our podcast. Then he would the hear heathen? it with his heart. <laughs> no, he won't. Dave has no heart. <laughs> not, not Dave has a heart. <laughs> okay. In any case, on to uh, 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 Gonzo. I think you're up to number three. Uh, number three. One of the games that I've always wanted to play, and um, I just lost the name of it, but it's the one game that you played that the Kickstarter is probably not going to happen anymore. Uh, Relic Knight. Relic Knight. Oh, uh, sure. Long, long time ago when I saw it, I was like, oh, these look kind of cool. These, ne- these look, these look kind of neat. And then, of course, I saw some of the other ones. I was like, oh, I wouldn't play that one just because I don't like the model. But it did look kind of cool. Uh, it did have some neat concepts to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like some of the models, not all of them, but some of them. Um, and I thought, oh, this looks like you summed up that game. Yeah, <laughs> it, um, it had a very good rule system. It was one of the few games that one of the features I like about certain games is you can play it, get your ass whooped, and still potentially win the game because it's scenario driven. Yeah, and that's what I like that. Mm-hmm. It's super cool. Um, yeah, it is probably done. There was just an article on uh, uh, online from an Ohio paper because apparently they're an Ohio company um, that they need like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to get the game two in front of ours out. Sad. So that's never going to happen. You know, no offense to those guys. I know John Kadichi. He used to work Games Workshop together. Uh, this is the perfect storm of shit just happening to a company. They did not tend for any of this to happen. It was not that like, oh, we're going to take their money and piss it away on, you know, hookers and blow or anything like that. Which uh, you should you never know, do. Yeah, we should never do. They encountered a lot of problems that were mostly unforeseen. And, I mean, it's, it's you could do a, a, a little thing on their company and teach a ton of small companies how things can happen and, and not looking three steps ahead. You know, because when you have a Kickstarter, their first Kickstarter was tons of money, tons of stuff. Problem, didn't have to buy anything, even for my factions. There was like two models I could buy for my faction that came out. Uh, Three, if you count the two factions together. And that's not a lot. You know, have your whole, you know, first waves come out and I only have to buy two models completely. And I still have everything I need. That That's a mistake from a from marketing standpoint. You know, so, but yeah, it's probably not going to happen, unfortunately. Uh, maybe if we get lucky, they'll release the rules so we can play the new edition with our old models. 
but I'm not going to hold my breath for that. Um, but yeah, it was a cool game. It was too bad you did not get to play it more. I didn't play it at all. Oh, you didn't get to play it at all. It is, it's, it's a cool game. Like I said, I played a couple games locally, and then uh, it all dried up because without new players, and a lot of people were just... It came out at a weird time, too. Yeah. So, oh, it's too bad. What could have been? But that is always the way. Uh, Kathy, numero tres. I felt like we haven't been around the block yet, but... Uh, <laughs> so, so, Gloomhaven... The, oh, the, I, I can add that one. Board game. Did you see you have that one? No, I, I can add that one. I was going to add that one to one of mine too. Yeah, that I just I think it would be so much fun. It's basically it seems like it's a a role playing game only without a DM, where you know there's there's scenarios that you unlock throughout the course of your playing the game. It's almost like a. Uh, like one of those legendary or legacy games. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. I like the idea of legacy games anyways. We played that legacy Charterstone one and that was cool. And, you know, I've seen but haven't had a chance to play that Risk Legacy. And now there's a Pandemic Legacy. But Gloomhaven, I, I've just been sort of dying to play that. But... I don't know anybody who plays. There was a group of people at uh, Grognard Games, which is about 45 minutes away. Uh, and like Tuesday nights, they get together and play. And the one time they invited me to, I had I had already committed to doing something else. Like they had somebody who didn't show up and they're like, hey, if you want to play. But I was committed to the other thing that I was doing, so didn't get to. Yeah, Gloomhaven looks cool. Um, I haven't done a lot of research on it because, honestly, that's the size of the game that we never get to play. Yeah. I mean, I could literally just put legacy board games on my list and call it a day. But that's a battle I lost a long time ago. Yeah, I almost... Um, they had it at the game store, and I had, you know, like I said, I had a decent amount of credit, and I almost picked it up, but then I was like, I probably will never get to play it because it takes forever to play, mm-hmm. and I don't have a lot of people I could play it with. And one of my locals has it, and he runs it every once in a while at the game store. And I'm like, okay, don't need it. But, yeah, I agree with you. It looks a lot of fun. Uh, looks like it would be, you know, pretty cool and, you know, et cetera to do. So, so yeah, that was going to be one of mine on my list. But Kathy took it. <laughs> Dang it. Ha-ha. <laughs> uh, my number three is going to be, uh, I'm not going to say legacy games since we just covered that sort of. This is going to be sound really harsh, and I don't mean to sound harsh to anyone local or otherwise, but I'd really like to fucking just play a role-playing game. <laughs> <laughs> to, to play and not run it? Play and not run. I would uh, love to. I, I was play. just about... That was my next one, because I constantly I, I run. I can tell, by the way, you kept trying to get me to uh, jump on the stream and, and run some uh, Genesis or something, but I just I would love to play. I mean, I would love to play in you know a particular genre i'd love to play a superhero role playing in particular but uh beggars cannot be choosers correct and at this point uh i it's another one where i sort of you know accepted my fate it's sort of my lot in life to be uh a gm gamed we don't have i mean i'm sure i could probably find some random group but that doesn't mean you know, i want to play with my friends yeah you know play with random people is cool but i i wish to play with my friends um, but 
just don't get to. I mean, like, I think myself and my buddy Marshall, you know, it would be fun to, for us to role play again. It hasn't happened in 20 years. But uh, just about any role playing game, be happy to play. Just, I'm just stuck running games because there's only a handful of people who are game master in the area. I'm happy to see some of the other guys who never did before step up and start game running their own games, but that it's not quite enough of them for me to be able to get to play either. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, uh, so the last couple times I got to play, I got to play a uh, there was a short-lived Star Wars campaign, Age of Rebellion that uh, Marshall ran. It was fun. Uh, it was Friday night. It's got a little tough for us to play. Um, there was he all, Marshall also ran a uh, through the breach uh, Malifaux role playing uh-huh. game. Oh, thing cool. That's... had a shit ton of people, so it wasn't quite the full experience. Mm. You know, because a lot of times you mm-hmm. that many people, you you change your character to fit in. So I made mine quiet, more in the background, sort of like when I got the role play on the stream with. Uh, uh, Mouth John and all for charity uh, sort of faded into the background because there's so many people, you know, people who hadn't gotten to play before, you know. Let 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 the other people sort of take front front stage a little bit, and then Banyan actually ran a Shadow Run a while ago. Now I got to play a little bit in, but I I miss Shadow Run. Just didn't get to play it too far, unfortunately. So I think there's play. a lot of people who run games. Uh, have that problem. You never get to just play. And I'm too chicken to uh, actually run a game. Don't be chicken. Just do it. It's all fine. People (laughs) love... Look, people who don't ever get a game master to play always love it when some... Always love it when someone else jumps in to run a game. Uh, Because it just means they get to play. But, uh, you know, for a while there back in my youth, it was was cool because running... Let's tell you how far in my youth it was. I was an adult, but there was a time I ran three role-playing games a week and played in two others, and that was fine because you got a balance there. But nowadays, I run one every other week and get to play in zero. So that's it's been that way for a while. So I agree with you. Um, yeah, I played, played a little bit of Cyberpunk 2020. Mostly, it was one of their supplements, the one where you get sort of nano powers when you were kids. So that was kind of cool. But uh, and I got to play some stuff in the past, but man, just miss it a little bit. Don't really get to do too much of it, but uh, that's definitely high on my list of what I would love to play. Uh, Gonzo, you got a number four? Uh, I do, uh, and I'm going to switch over to uh, computer games. Oh, shit. Um, uh, I love games all the time. I, love, I, mean, I play every type of platform I can. Um and there was one game that I always wanted to play because I see all those stories. And, and I'm going to kind of caveat this, that I did get to play it, but I wanted to play it the way that everybody says it's supposed to be played. Um, and I read stories about it. Like, it's really cool. It's space combat. It's, you know, all this space stuff and everything. And corporations and building things and taking things from people and giant space combats. Um and, you know, I read a story where people were talking about it, and I needed to grab something, um, where people were doing a bunch of different things in space, and they would, like, practically blockade spaceports. Um, oh, you guys talk about EVE Online. There we go. Yeah. Um, it, it's pretty much what I wanted. I, I thought this would be a really cool game. 
And so I downloaded the demo. It gave me like you know a week free or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tried playing it, and it's fairly complicated, uh, which everybody said it would be. Um, but everybody is so paranoid in the game that unless you know somebody playing it, it's all really hard to get to play with with other people. That's uh, terrible. And and it, it kind of stuck because I was like, oh, this would be really fun because you do stuff while you're offline because you're leveling skills up offline because they take so long. And I like, you know, the building of your ship, you know, everything. Uh, but it, it it's a lot of people very worried about everything. So it was like, all right, I want to join this corporation. Okay, well, you got to go through this vetting process because we're not sure if you're a spy. Uh, oh, yeah, that's the thing in that. you. Yeah. There are stories about that stuff. And while it sounds cool to play the game, I don't want to get into that kind of thing. I yeah. don't want all of that. Well, what I finally figured out, that it was more fun reading about EVE Online than playing EVE Online. Yeah, there are games like that. It's more fun to watch or read about than actually play yourself, which is weird for people like us who love to play games. That's so weird. I would much rather watch like an MMO or something like that than, than I would play it because, I mean, I know how I am. Yeah, after a while I figured out that it was better to hear the stories about... Uh, two guys that created an entire corporation and took the entire corporate the entire server's worth of money and disappeared with it um i thought that was you know and, and the entire story behind it and how they did it because like they were calling people in real life like all right uh, if i'm going to give you this much money i want to have a conversation with you over the phone before i give it to you and they would do that, and these guys set up like fake phone numbers. Like the guy had, it was a phone in his public library that was he lived like really close by. Um, and he would go oh, so there. Be like, oh yeah, give me a couple minutes to uh, get done what I'm doing. I give you, you know. Yeah, then you can give me a call. And I mean, the story is amazing. Uh, the bad thing is, is uh, they, you know, they stole the entire server's worth of money and got away with it. But as soon as they did, they had to delete their characters because, of course, the names are unique um, to that. And they just transferred all that money to a newbie. And, of course, that newbie can't really do much with it because they don't have the skills to, you know, buy the big capital ships or, you know, buy the stuff or, you know, do what they need to. Um, That just seems so weird. Oh, and the thing is, is the uh, company behind it is okay with everything that they did. It corporate espionage and scamming players like, out of the money is legal to do in the game. Okay, this they're doesn't sound about, like a game that I would ever want to play. No, I mean they're all about don't hate the don't hate the game. You don't hate the player, hate the game. You know. Yeah. But that's the rules. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would want to play that. Uh, it, it eventually, after I started learning about it and stuff, and I was like, oh, this would be really cool, and then when you get down to the nitty gritty of everybody doing it, you find out that everybody is out to get everybody. And they've, it's happened quite a few times on the server. I know there are at least three stories where people have scammed other people out of all their money, the mm-hmm. entire server's money. Um, so it's, it's kind of interesting, but after a while, like I says, it wasn't worth it. So yeah, I don't think it's, it seems like it'd be way too much money for that kind of potential loss. It's too much anxiety. Yeah. 
Yeah, especially for someone, it, it takes, you know, an entire team of, you know, 50 people to build this large capital ship and someone accidentally left it somewhere and it gets stolen by another corporation, which has happened before. They left, like, the keys inside of this huge mega battleship and someone happened upon it and they grabbed their team and picked it up and took it. So, but... It was interesting. That was like it, it's kind of ones like I I got it. I played it. I wished it was good, and I wish I, I wish it was good as what they say it is. So, absolutely, Kathy, you got a number four. Uh, uh. <laughs> probably, but I'm having a brain fart. So, why don't you go ahead? Oh, you're having a brain fart. Good gosh. I mean, not really any video games because honestly, if I like them, I play them. Uh, there's a bunch I kind of wish I could get into, but knowing the way my personality is, I like to do other things. They would consume me. Um, Role-playing did. Uh, not really any card games either. I mean, I kind of generically wish we had more ability to play board games, but we don't have enough you know, people who are board game interested to play any board games, really. You know, we can play a little one here or there, but not enough to actually be worth spending a ton of money on it. I mean, heck, we had to go out of our way so that not brush at Dave could get his uh, role player and uh, Eschaton played enough times to really be worth it. And I enjoyed those games. You just don't get enough people who want to play that stuff uh, local locally a lot. Um, I also do kind of wish that we had more people to play uh, since Legionnaires just brought up Necromunda or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just yeah, not I have really interested. I have a whole Goliath gang and I still haven't played. Yeah, it's it's. I I just think it. Even though it came out successfully, everyone was happy. I think it was a mismanaged release by Games Workshop since they didn't, since they tried to make it a board game first rather than a. Oh than a, yeah. Instead of releasing play off nostalgia, the play off the nostalgia. Yeah, all these people were expecting it to be at least remotely similar to you know the skirmish game that they were, you know, pining for, and it, it turned out that what they released to begin with was nothing like that. I mean, granted, they quickly did come out with a book that lets you play it like that, but yeah. you already got a bad taste in people's mouths, so that's sort of unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And honestly, now that Kill Team's out, people are like, I'll just play Kill Team. My guys get a little bit better. It's not as random. It's not and as random as, you actually uh, have the models already? You have the models already, and they're more useful in a, in a larger game, which yeah. is really what you want from a from a gateway game. I mean, Necromotor's sort of a good gateway to gaming, but as a gateway game, uh, really, Kill Team is better. And I know Age of Sigmar probably has, I think, War Cry is what they're going to call it. I've seen. Yeah. That oh, this is the new uh, sort of Kill Team for Age of Sigmar? Mordheim. Florida? I don't pine for Mordheim the way everyone else does because uh, Necromunda was first in my heart. And Mordheim quote unquote fixed a lot of things that were broken, only to find out. or that those weren't broken. Uh, mm-hmm. Your skills, when you get better, is fucking broken. Because everyone just builds the monster, whatever character. Rolling them randomly and then having to fit your character to it was much more interesting and fun. I could see that, sure. And also, in today's miniature game society, you know, no bits from GW or any of that, it's a lot harder to play those games than it used to be. 
Used to be, you go like, I can find a model that has the parts I need, and I can put together. Even though it's made of metal. Oh, geez, you used to be able to, to order the parts. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember I mean, that. Come on, I we I ran Necromunda for a long, long time for people at the uh, Glenburnie Battle Bunker uh, on Fridays. Newsletter and everything, custom scenarios for people if they asked for it. Nice. I uh, would do once a month. I would do like a big scenario where everyone's playing together in a mega battle sort of situation. Cool, unique prizes. One guy, you know, I'm like, all right, uh, the train we only have right now because we're doing 40k is this crashed uh, whatever uh, thing. So you can scavenge the parts of it and get cool stuff for your gang. So we played, and Jason uh, had his Escher's uh, scavenge part, and he uh, he rolled like the highest you could roll, and came out with an assault cannon. Sweet. Gave that to his heavy, so he had Daisy and her cutter. Mm-hmm. Play on words. Um, uh, yeah, comics, anybody. Randomizing skills in Mordheim makes it better. Just play, makes it better. But yeah, I mean, kind of wish that they would have done a little better job with those. I do kind of want to play Frostgrave, but there's no one playing it. So. Oh, Frostgrave uh, would have been one on my list. That, yeah. Yeah, I own, and I bought all the books to Frostgrave at Depticon last year. Because what? I also use them for uh, RPG stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're good RPG source material. Uh, but I want to play Frostgrave because it is a very good fantasy Necromunda style type game. Um, yep. And it's not only you against the opponent, but it's also you against NPCs. Mm-hmm. Because there's, you know, monsters come out and do stuff. And that game right there, and you can make some really cool terrain for it. Um, some really neat stuff, and I really, really wish that would have. I wish I could find people to play with that because that's mm-hmm. a really good game. Yeah, and I'm kind of see like some War Cries coming out, and then I have Mantic's uh, small scale game. What is it called? One second. It's called uh, Vanguard Kings of War Vanguard. I oh have yeah. The book. It was half price. I want to read that and see what it's like. Uh, I just haven't had a chance yet because, I mean, I'm not a huge Kings of War fan. It's not quite there as far as a fantasy game goes, but it seems like the small-scale game could be much more interesting. And some of the models for it, surprising for me to say about Mantic models, are shit hot. Yeah, some of them are. But they're doing a good job with models these days. Better than they were. I'll just Mantic is a solid company. I know some guys who work for it. It just, you know, it, it's it's filled a niche that people don't necessarily want anymore. The, the you know the oh yeah yeah the the ranked up dudes and it's not that I want to like their their sci-fi game. Their models just aren't quite there. That was one of those companies that kind of was filling the vacuum when uh, Games Workshop was kind of sucking, yeah. and then as soon as they, you know, AOS gained its sea legs, as it were. You know, and things started turning around. You know, people were ditching Kings of War, going back to GW. Yeah, which which is too bad. I mean, there's some potential there. It just, it felt a little too generic to me. I feel like they didn't know how to adapt to uh, to the, the change in the market. Yeah, we're still doing good, but uh, you know, that's sort of the idea there. The 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 small scale get better game. Pretty much stuck with Kill Team and then maybe Warcry. We'll take a look at that when that comes out because, mm-hmm. hey, 
Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, Legionnaires. If Mantic would have had good-looking Chaos-style dwarves, absolutely everyone loves Chaos Dwarves. Yeah. GW, what are you doing? Chaos Dwarves. Mm-hmm. You can do it. I have faith in you guys. You guys know what you're doing nowadays. You can do it. Yes. All right, uh, Gonzo, uh, you want to... We, we're about movie time. If you got one other you want to come ramble up? Blah. Um... I've been drinking, apparently. Do you want to <laughs> rattle off a couple rapid fire? Um, there are quite a few RPGs that I would love to play. It goes back to your, you know, I'm always running, never playing. Yeah. Um, that I would just love to play because I would just, there's so many cool RPGs out there, um, about everything. I mean, there's just a ton of them and Mm -hmm. that's kind of the reason why I did the Star Wars because I wanted to run and that was the only way I'm going to get to play it is by running it and I you know, there's just so many good RPGs out there. And I mean, a ton of good RPGs. And In fact, I hate the it. one that you just got is one that I was hoping to uh, to play at some point. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting system. Uh, where we're talking about the potential for a game where we're going to jokingly title The Adventures of Special Forces Bear. I was thinking of making it with that system because it seems like it'd be fast, uh, play pretty quickly, and work pretty well. Oh, yeah. It would. That, that system is very good. For those that don't know, we're talking about the Genesis system. Yeah, Genesis from Fantasy Flight Games. It uses uh, funky dice like Fantasy Flight is wont to do, but uh, it's a very, very cool system where you can fail in a positive way or succeed in a negative way, which does not really exist in other games too well. Correct. It's a little uh, clunky in those games. It's a little more It's elegant. a lot of story-driven. Uh, yeah. Like you can, you can, like for example, you can successfully do something, but it does it the wrong way, and it is what makes the it makes it work in Star Wars. Is all right. I'm gonna shoot this stormtrooper. Well, you miss, but you have a very positive result from it. Well, instead of missing, you know, you miss the stormtrooper, but it blows up something behind them, and then does the same exact thing that you want. But it's all story based. Mm-hmm. So you get to choose how it happens, or the, yeah, you know, you the GM. Or the GM you. can choose if something negative happens to you. Uh, it's, it, it's great for a role-playing system. I, when I first saw it in the Star Wars system, I was like, we need to get that out. I'm hoping FFG makes a superhero version. Uh, it may finally replace champions for me, which would be difficult, to be honest, because I'm a champions guy for a long, long time. But Yeah. But it's a really solid system for anybody that likes a uh, thing. It's uh, the RPG of it is really good. But I mean, like I said, it's there's just so many RPGs I would love to just play in because there's yes. just so many things I want to do. Um, but like I said, it's the life of a GM: always running, never playing. <laughs> always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Mm-hmm. Type thing. Kathy, you got any rapid-fire ones you want to throw out there real quick before we uh, media it up? Uh, nope. Nope. Uh, I think I wrenched all my randoms since I hit role-playing games and I hit uh, board games. Not too many miniature mm-hmm. games that I'd like to play that I don't play because uh, that is my life. <laughs> so, uh, and definitely not card games. I mean, I just started playing a card game. Don't want to play too many. Um, so, uh... There you go. That's our, our quick talk on that. If you guys want to hear more on this, let us know. We can definitely find some more stuff to talk about in this. Yes, and, please uh, send us your ideas for topics. 
We'd appreciate it. Very yeah. much so. Yeah, this is actually one that was uh, recommended to us. I put the call out uh, yesterday, and uh, we did get Who some answers. It? And we were we are going to hit all the ones that were uh, sent to us except Congos because uh, Gonzo returning to fight for the motherland to fight for Empress and restore Kadaran land is not a topic. That's a concept. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no, thanks. Who Joe was Fletch. the person who gave us this topic? Joe Fletch. Thank you, Thank Joe. You. So there you go. But uh, thanks also to Reese Wade and uh, Comic Scotty Potty and Jason Kennedy for your ideas. We'll talk more on it. Um, we did get a little bit of Jason's in there since he wants to hear about Monster Pop Clubs, and we did a little bit of talk of that. Oh, perfect. Awesome sauce. So, uh, on to the media section, sponsored specifically by Tectonic Craft Studios. Hooray! Yay! Uh, Gonzo, you have like 40, I assume? I have four. Um, like 40 minus And they're all TV series, by the way. Oh, shit. I have a movie, and I was lucky to get that watch this week. This might be very short. <laughs> have you heard us I, talk? We can I, make I have... any topic long. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, that's true. Uh, I have one uh, TV series that I was binging today, and it's a series from the 80s. Uh-oh. From the 80s? Oh, my. We could all it's play. such a girl thing, too. So. Oh, gosh. You know. Yeah. So, I guess I'll start off then. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. All right. Um, there was something I just got done watching a series, and I wanted to talk about this. And I'm a big sucker for... Um, wildlife documentaries like uh, Planet Earth, Blue Planet, all that type of stuff. We you know with David Attenborough and all that. I'm a huge oh, yeah. sucker for that stuff. Uh, I bought the Blu-rays of it. I take them to school, let the kids watch them. I, I mean, I just, I eat that shit up. If I could have that on twenty four seven on my TV, I would, because it That's is. Just it. Gonzo's a big sucker. Yeah, huge sucker. <laughs> um. And so I saw something, and I was like, Will Smith? Hey, Will Smith is doing something on here? And I was like, what the heck? And it's called One Strange Rock. Um, but it's Will Smith doing hosting, I guess you could say, and narrating. But it's talking about planet Earth from astronauts' points of view. So they take all the astronauts that have been up in space for a certain amount of time and ask them and talk to them about certain things on Earth. Um, like they've talked about the rainforest and the river of water or the river of clouds and all this other stuff. And it was really good. I haven't finished the series yet, um, but I really, really like it. Uh, it reminds me of Blue Planet and, you know, Planet Earth 1 and 2. Um Will Smith does add his little flavor and flair to it, um, in Will Smith style, of course. But um, it it's good. It's it's good to see you know all these astronauts talk about their time in space, and show like videos and pictures of planet Earth from you know the International Space Station and you know all these other things, which is really cool. I like it a lot. Um, so I'm going to continue to watch it. I don't know how much Will Smith may cause a problem with it, or, you know, it might just be like, all right, shut up, Will. I want to hear what the astronauts have to say. Um, oh, whoever said the word, shut up, Will Smith. I mean, come on. Yeah. Will Smith talking is what endears us to him. Yeah, but I mean, 
Um, I, I enjoy it. If you like good documentaries and you like, you know, stuff like Planet Earth, go for it. Um, it is there. Shouldn't be a big issue. Go for it. It's there. Go, go enjoy some good stuff. But I mean, I, I, I find that I'm kind of a rare person on some of the documentary things because I, I live for that stuff. I mean, Planet Earth is on. I'll watch it. I don't care. Funny you should say, because we, we were just watching a Nova episode about Pluto and the Kuiper Belt yesterday, which was cool. I love Nova. <laughs> so, that was it. So, um, right now, zero star, zero, zero, zero stars, zero space herpes, um, because it's just, just started, and the first episode and part of the second episode, I think I got through the second episode. Uh, it was really good. I enjoy it a lot. Plus, I hear the astronauts screen for space herpes pretty well. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, there's my first one. Da -da -da -da. Kathy, go ahead. <laughs> so, today, uh, so I don't have cable. I have uh, broadcast TV, and they have a channel called Decades. And Saturdays and Sundays, they do... Uh, binge a decade binge and the one today was the fact of life oh my gosh oh my. <laughs> so i know you said it was a girly thing i'm not gonna lie don't know if gonzo agrees but i watched the hell out of the facts of life when i was a kid yeah we all did, did. You? Okay. oh yeah i wasn't sure though because i didn't have friends when i was it a kid. was a good story yes um, it never felt just for girls it always felt like they hit more topics than just okay. that okay yeah. yeah i so uh, what I was watching today, and I don't know if they started it at midnight or what, because it didn't start. Like, I turned it on at 8 a.m., and I had it on all day. And at 8 a.m., it started out with uh, after Mrs. Garrett's shop burns down and, and uh, the two oldest girls are going to college. So oh, it's wow. none That's... of the early stuff when they're all kids still at the boarding school. Well, then they definitely, even if they started at midnight, they still probably... So, uh... Yeah, I was amazed because I was looking forward to seeing, you know, all the, the girls in boarding school because the interactions between them were always interesting. Yeah. You know, and there was always the moral at the end of each episode. Always. You know, that was they, the 80s for you. They always had to, to learn a life lesson. Well, I mean, the show is called The Facts of Life, and that's what these kids were learning mm -hmm. throughout the entire series. And uh, but But watching it like... 25, 30 years later. I like, I haven't seen these episodes since I was a teenager. Yep. Yep. So it was, uh, it was weird, but it was cool. I, I really enjoyed it. And there's things that were just as topical today. I wish I'd written things down though, you know, while I was watching it. Well, I mean, to be honest, history is cyclical and, uh, issues, a lot of issues they would cover on a show like that repeat within 30 years or so because it's only it's been 30 years or so sorry uh -huh, yeah <laughs> so, so no good, space man. herpes I mean, the facts of life come on man yeah, <laughs> zero space herpes uh so gonzo is with number two uh number two i watched another netflix and i watched binge watched the entire season uh and that was russian doll um, okay, I've heard good yeah. things about this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Russian Doll is kind of like a Groundhog Day type thing. Um, this lady on her birthday continuously starts her day over, but every day she dies. 
So it's not yeah. like she goes to sleep like in Groundhog and then she wakes up and the day starts over. This one, she dies in every episode. And so the, <laughs> the first time she dies, she gets hit by a car. And, of course, it kind of freaks her out. And, you know, then it, you know st- things start happening. And then she starts getting paranoid about going everywhere and anywhere. So she starts freaking out and like, I'm going to take the stairs instead of the elevator. Or I'm going to, you know, go down the back things because she's afraid of everything. Um, And it is a story about, you you start learning about the characters and who they are and different things. And she tries to rewrite everything as she's doing it. You know, changing where she goes, who she talks to. uh, Tries to maybe manipulate some lives in the process to make them better. Because uh, there's like this homeless man, and she thought, okay, maybe that's what I need to do because I'm being punished. Um, and then she finds out that there's someone exactly like her doing the same thing. Um, and that's where it really starts kicking off the series even better uh, because they both find out that they're both dying every time. Every time that they die, they get reincarnated and sent back in time. Um, to, you know, the, the beginning of that day or whatever the time frame is. Um, and so it, it's, it's really good. It's, it's, there's, um, there's some science to it. Cause they talk about different dimensions and timelines and all that other stuff, which is cool. Um, and so there's a lot of cool things about it. Uh, acting's great. Um, comedy's good. Um, it, it does kind of throw some stuff directly in your face and you're like, well, shit, damn. Okay. Um, but I like it. I really liked it a lot. It was a lot of fun. Um, hopefully it gets a season two cause it kind of leaves on a course of cliffhanger. Um, cause there's also some weird things that happen that you're like, okay, why did that happen? Because that shouldn't happen. And why is this person seeing this when that's not really there? And, not to spoil a lot of it, but it was really good. Um, I highly recommend it for anybody that uh, likes a good, you know, Groundhog Day type thing. Um, jump on it. It's on Netflix, so you can binge the whole season. <laughs> um, maybe, I would say maybe one Space Herpes. Uh, just because it might not appeal to people. And it does touch on some subjects that are a little uh, taboo for some people. But overall, uh, give it a shot. Go watch it. Tell me what you think. There's my number two. Oh. I watched an old movie at the request of my boss at work. Uh-oh. Uh, so everyone be nice. He's going to be listening to this part. So no cursing. No, I don't we, care. We can't cuss? Oh, you can cuss. It's what fine. the hell? He's already listened to a podcast. So. <laughs> Uh, but it's one of his favorite movies he wanted me to watch. And uh, so I came in Monday and watched it. And uh, Bainey watched it with me. And that is Logan's Run. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, I had not seen all of it. Obviously, most people know the basic story because it's, I mean, it's a classic sci-fi movie. Oh, yeah. But I hadn't actually seen the whole thing. So I figured, what the hell? Watch the whole thing. Let's get a good good uh, opinion of it. All right. Uh, and I'm going to rate this movie twice because it's going to be once on a regular scale and once on the Casablanca scale because it's from 1976. Therefore, it does qualify for the Casablanca scale. <laughs> and Because <laughs> it is paced very poorly. Um, I'm not going to be too harsh on the pacing because, I mean, it's an old movie. They were paced differently than that modern movies. They, 
I mean, movies have been around for a while, but you know, it's a thing. You know, the more you live, the more they work on a medium, the better it gets. Yeah. So, uh, it is paced slightly poorly. Um, let's get all the negatives out. The um, most of the acting is solid, but some of the people just aren't that good. I mean, honestly, it's got Farrah Fawcett, or at that point, Farrah Fawcett Majors, since she was married to Lee Majors at the time, and it and she was mediocre as crap, and that's being nice. Um, and at a couple points, the graphics were unfortunate. The special <laughs> wires, the the robot they used was not good. And then at one point, where there was like an ice cave collapsing, the graphics were downright tragic. It was not good. And uh, which led to the comment from that uh, me and Bania thought this movie could be remade. Yes. In fact, I think oh, yeah. you could definitely take the core of it and make it more interesting. Because um, the basic idea, if you don't know Logan's run, is everyone dies at 30. You, you come and you... You you get re- rejuvenated, you get you get reclaimed, and and um, you know you go in the carousel and you you you, you get rejuvenated is the, is the thought, and um, anyone who doesn't is a runner, and they have Sandmen, who are uh, main character Michael York, is one of. Uh, the other mains in it are Jenny Agutter, who I don't know, as the female who sort of. It starts off. British like, actress Jenny yeah. Agutter. Yeah, so generally the idea is that there is some sort of sanctuary for people for runners because some people haven't been accounted for. Uh, Michael York early on deals with a runner, has an ink symbol, which they use as sanctuary, and the computer who runs the city tasks him with finding sanctuary so they can shut it down, basically. Um, but he's already questioning the whole, the whole idea of rejuvenation and the whole idea of their world. Um, and so it sends him there and, you know, has imposed as a runner because you have the life clock in your hand, which is a little gem that changes color as you get older. Um, and he learns that the computer can change what it shows. Um, the problem is they don't really focus on some of the questions that are in his mind. They're using subtext rather than text. You know, you can get the, lots of, you can draw a lot from this movie but you have to go looking for stuff to draw from it. If you're not willing to draw conclusions from the movie, it's not going to give you many. Um, and that's very common for an old movie. Um, but there's not a ton of action in it. It's more a chase when it's his action. Um, he has to go, and, and he's tr- he, the computer can't, he doesn't tell anyone that he, what he's doing for the computer because he's not allowed to. So even uh, Richard Jordan, who you'll recognize, he's a character actor. He's been in a ton of movies. This is probably his one of his highest profile roles. Um, he's been in stuff like The Hunt for Red October and and stuff like that. Um, he's he's his partner, and he goes chasing him and and uh, outside of the city. Uh, and and basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain Sanford, I said that to Bania that I think. It's very much like Equilibrium. It's a similar sci-fi idea. And it evokes some of the same stuff where, you know, what I drew from it, because um, it is a good sci-fi concept, is that, you know, having blind faith in any system, you know, whatever system you want to talk about it, is not good. You know, they're, they're, it turns out that they're all being reclaimed, which they're just being killed at 30. None of them are actually getting reclaimed. They're just dead. 
dying at 30, because that's what the system says. Um, but uh, Michael York and the woman get out of the city. They're, you know, into the landscape. They meet an old man who is the shining moment of this movie. He is the most amusing character, uh, probably the most interesting character, the way it's written. And they decide to bring him back to the city because they realize there's no sanctuary and people don't really escape. They get frozen by the robot in the ice cave that, with the unfortunate, unfortunate effects. Decide to bring oh, him back. Shit. And the end movie is basically the computer can't accept the fact that there's no sanctuary and the people just end up getting frozen and all and it just explodes. So it's... And then all the people run out and meet the old man and there's hope for the future. So I'd say... It's a solid movie overall, even discounting the effects. Because I can discount it. It's 1976. Yeah. But it's a little mixed in its actual message. Rather than having an actual message, it is what you gain from it. But it is a good sci-fi concept. So in our standard scale, I have to give it three space herpes. It's not paced well. The graphics aren't very good. It's not very clear in its message. But as an older movie, when they were making the different time, they're making things a different way. I'm gonna give it the, I'm gonna give it the three out of five Casablancas, because <laughs> it is a good sci-fi theme. And honestly, for movies from that time, that's what you're looking for. You know, it's a good thought-provoking sci-fi theme and movie. You can definitely some enjoyment you had from it. If you haven't seen it ever, you should. It's free on Amazon Prime. It is literally a sci-fi classic. Um, but it's definitely one that could be remade and be very interesting, even more so than you know just being, you know, equilibrium and other things based off the same general concept. It could definitely be remade and into something good. I mean, it could I also be remade bad, but there's classic movies like this one that could stand being remade, and there's other classic movies that uh, you just shouldn't screw with. Yeah. So, like. Example would be, you can remake this, you shouldn't remake something like uh, Silent Running. Um, Silent Running wouldn't really stand a remake very well. It wouldn't add to it. This is just on the edge enough, let's say, that you could remake it and get something good out of it. So, there you go. There's my review of uh, Logan's Run. John, don't fire me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty fair assessment, and I really like yeah. Logan. It, it definitely, because uh, I saw it on, I, I remember not too long ago, I saw it on TV, and I was like, damn, this hasn't aged well. No, it hasn't, but I, it, there's something to be said there. I mean, it is really thought-provoking. Yeah. If you're willing to take that from it. Yeah. It is not a movie you sit down and just watch with some popcorn and be like, yeah, I'm enjoying the crap out of this. You're like, there's some parts that are really thought-provoking. Yeah. Also, don't recreate, recreate Cool Runnings either. Correct. Cool Runnings is <laughs> <the part. laughs> No. It's okay. Oh, all right, uh, Gonzo, you got two more. You get to hit us up with uh, the one-two combination. All right. Um, so, of course, I was still on Netflix because I was just doing stuff, and they had a new anime on there. And, of uh -oh. course, you know me, anime. I'm always cautious <laughs> about it, but always going to try right, it. Thank you. You're willing to hope against hope for an hope anime that's not anime-like. Yeah. And it's called Gun Gale Online. Um, it's part of the sword art online genre. Uh, people play in a virtual reality world, 
and they did sword art online and they did it in this virtual world where everybody uses guns and kills each other and does pvp and it's an mmo um and so that's good uh, <laughs> i've only i'm about eight episodes in and it's not bad um it does have some of the cutesy stuff and they do kind of hit some of the and i, I want to call it the easiest way pervy stuff but it's brought up in the in the story like, you know, I'm going to go get creeped on by some guys so they'll give me some money because I know that they think I'm a girl in this MMO, which is what people do. Um, <laughs> so I want to inform you, Gonzo, that unfortunately the reason they have like, such pervy stuff in Japanese animation is because their society is so repressed sexually that they are pervy as fuck. Correct. But I mean, Not that was... offense to our, our Japanese listeners, I mean... Not everyone, but there are some problems there. Like everyone has problems. Yeah, but they bring it up in the game. If you may played an MMO, and actually uh, a group of our friends did this as an experiment, we all created female characters and made them the biggest voluptuous, you know, whatever we could, and oh, yeah. went around in the yeah. starting areas and went to the major cities and just started, you know, being flirty and seeing how much, you know, money, items, and stuff we could get. And they actually kind of bring that up in the game, which is kind okay. of interesting. Uh, that's so, the reason so, so they hang a lampshade on it then, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they 100%. Okay. She's like, I'm going to go get, you know, creeped on and see what I can get. And okay. it was, it was, it just brought back some MMO memories. Um, and, and not even really fan service, Xander. It was more of poking fun at MMOs and idiots. Best way to put it. <laughs> I'm a woman idiot. Yeah. Um, so far, I like it. It's your standard, typical um, sword art online. Um, there's a backstory to everything, which is okay. It's not a big issue. Um, I'm having fun with it. Like I said, I'm about eight episodes in. Um, I would give it maybe one and a half, maybe two, because I haven't finished it yet. And there's just some parts that I'm just like, I could deal without that. Uh, okay. Because there's like this. The character, the main character, her body in the real world, she's super, super tall for her age. And so she's got a complex about being in the real world, being super tall. But when she's in this game, she finally finds an avatar where she's super, super small. And they kind of do, oh, there's that preteen model. Um, and so it was kind of, it, it was brought up. And it, there's just some things you're like, uh, yeah, I don't want to hear about that. But I can understand it. Uh, so maybe two, one and a half, two space herpes right now. Um, I'm glad you're finding anime that it fits your exacting needs of anime. Yeah. Uh, it, it, like I said, there's some cutesy stuff. You should be looking at more classic stuff. There's a lot more classic stuff. I think that would hit what you're looking for. No, uh, it, it, it was good. Off stream. Um, but no, it, it was all right. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll finish watching it to see how it ends. So I'm okay with it. Oh. Um, I, I'm all, I'm all in on it now. Um, and they're, they're quick episodes too. It's not like you're really pushing hard for them. Um, whatever. And then, so my last one is, um, Star Trek Discovery. Um, season one is on YouTube for free and I'm going to, or sorry, episode one of season two is on YouTube for free and I will watch it. Have you seen, uh, have you seen seen season one? No. Oh, go see season one because there's a lot of stuff in season one. I am told I don't need to. You don't have to, um, but it really you get a better feel for the characters. You understand like why certain characters are the way they are. Unless uh, CBS pulls their head out of their ass and 
you know, gets on a real streaming service, not their own, it's not going to happen. Okay. Yeah, well, get with me after the thing, yeah. and I'll I'll yeah. I'll help you out on that. Okay. Um. I'll Wikipedia that shit. Um. It, well, sorry. I'll memory alpha that shit. It's memory alpha. Star Trek. <laughs> um. Hey, I'm a nerd. I know this, where to go for Star Trek shit. This last episode was really good. Um, and it, it kind of. I'm watching it, and this show is actually doing things that I would never, that I'm not used to. Um, they're big science officer lady, and I can't remember her name. She's got really, really curly hair, really cool character, really kind of, she's kind of bubbly in a way, um, personality, and she's not that, they don't sexualize her, and it's really good, if you get what I'm saying. Because um, usually when you have somebody in the TV series, they either sexualize the character or make her appear and make her make sure she's super thin or super pretty and so you're talking about seven of nine and Paul. i mean yeah i mean she she's just a normal woman and like there was a scene where she's sitting down and she's eating and she's a bigger girl and there's nothing wrong with it it was like 10 years ago five years ago they would have never put that woman in that position the way she's sitting with the clothes she's wearing because it wouldn't have made it sexy. And I'm putting quotes around this because it, it, it's interesting to see this from them doing this because she's a great character. She's a good actor. The story's really good. But you know when shows are just doing things to make that character look attractive and sexy and stuff. And mm -hmm. it, 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 there was a couple other scenes where they were just like, we're concentrating on the story and the character. We don't give two shits about dressing these characters in skimpy outfits or, you know, sexualize them in any way. And I was really happy about it. I was like, I like this. And I love the character. Her character, the character is really, really cool. Um, if you're not watching Star Trek and you're a big Star Trek fan, you're missing out. If you're a big sci-fi fan, you're missing out. Um, I am told that season two has started to be more Star Trek than season one was. Correct. Season one, um, I think they were just building on everything and trying to get everybody into the story. Um, but it was still good. I still liked it. It's still a little bit, it's still, still kind of gritty. Um, it, it's still kind of hard to get into it because you have to go and go, this is actually 30 years before Spock and Kirk. Because Spock is going to make an appearance in this. Um, because Michael, the main character, and I put quotes around main character, uh, is the sister to Spock, uh, adopted sister to Spock, and so they're going to be bringing Spock in the series, and it's a young Spock, which I'm kind of looking forward to, because uh, I don't know anything. All I, the, the Spock I know is the movie and TV show when he's with Kirk, so I don't know the beginning stuff, so I, I, I can't put anything into it. Um, I'm really liking it. I can't wait to see more. I'm happy that everything's going. I hope it gets another season and, and goes for a good, decent amount of time. Um, they do a bit more with the Klingons um, this episode, uh, this last episode, and they push the Klingon stuff, and there's a lot of weird things going on, which I'm happy for because I hate when TV shows are predictable. Um, so it just kind of ticks me off. Um, I wonder if they're doing something that I wished they had done in Enterprise. I don't know. You'll Not have to suck. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> yes, that. Um, but I, I thought Enterprise had such a great opportunity to show us how the Federation met some of the, you know, the aliens that you know became a big part of the Federation, and they did with the Andorans, you know. Mm -hmm. But there, 
they missed out on so much and they went in this like these totally absurd directions that you know they they could have spent their time you know examining you know how how they met all these different races or how the the enterprise you know ran across all these different races that were familiar to us already they could have taken advantage of that well it was funny you say that and um uh Seth MacFarlane's uh, show, they did do an episode on it. Yeah. And it was interesting, but that's a different story. So, not to go into many rant, but I am done with prequel shit. Because, like Kathy said, it didn't live up because it didn't do what she wanted. The best idea is to go forward, not back, because you're never going to get what everyone wants. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Name a prequel that has hit all the spots everyone wanted. It's hard. It is the exception, not the rule. Just go forward. Let us. What my memory, my, my mind will come up with more interesting stuff for the past than your writers ever could, because it'll be for me. It'll be my head cannon, and Gonzo's will have his own head cannon, and Kathy have her own head cannon, and it'll all be super awesome. And if they don't match, it doesn't matter because it's our own, and you know it. it, it you, you can't match up to it because it's going to be based on our personality, what we think it should be. Yeah. Well, that's that's what's weird about the series is I thought this was a future. I mean, I'm I'm not a huge you know historian or anything about Star Trek, so I don't know everything. I just know what I know, and it's not a lot. And so I thought this was going to be a future Star Trek series, and when I found out that it wasn't, and I didn't find this out until like pretty much the end of season one because I wasn't I was more into the story than I was into the timeline. If you get you it, you know what I'm saying. And I was like, wow, this is actually a prequel type thing. And yep. it doesn't bother me. Um, so I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Not, not what I'm looking for, but I'll try the first episode of season two. Because I've heard it's good from from someone who I know loves Star Trek. So mm-hmm. we'll give it a shot. It's but. been pretty good. And I think oh, that's about that, it. That is yes. it. Um, uh, actually, uh, next time someone sees Crimson, smack him across the back of the head for me. <laughs> And me and John, three times. In a three long. times. <laughs> and the number of the smacking shall be three. To be fair, I'm probably going to watch those soon. I haven't seen them in a while, and I want to try and uh, try and judge them from uh, a different light. For the people that know, we were talking about prequels, and of course, Crimson has because some prequels are good though, like the Phantom Menace. Yeah, you are disowned. Yeah, he has to be rough. There's a good part to the Phantom Menace. There's two good parts of Phantom Menace. The the ending and the the lightsaber <laughs> fight between the Jedi and the fact that it fucking ends. I, I like the pod race. Look, look I'll be honest. It had nothing to do with the kid. It was the floating guy whose name I can't remember. The weird little floating bug guy who organized the whole thing. Well, all I gotta say is. Uh, there's a lot of movies that came out recently that may give me a, mu- a new light on it because as far as bad goes, it doesn't hold a candle to Batman vs. Superman. No. I mean, the movie, you, you can follow it, you understand what's going on, and, you know, it's not, it's just not, it's a more beloved series, thus it was more terrible because of that. Xander <laughs> makes a good point, too. He says, I, I think the problem with prequels for some people, they are not aimed at those who know the canon. They're aimed to bring in new people. Probably. Probably. Yes, Sebulba. That's it, Xander. Thank you. 
Oh, that was like my favorite character of that that movie. Wasn't Jar Jar Binks? I'll see. I hate you. I I said I love you before, but I I take it all back. That was a joke. Obviously, not not even a joke. Jar Jar Binks came out of my mouth. Hey, with that, guys, we're out for more than dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm Kathy. Good night. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Check out our Patreon. Check out our Facebook page. John, stop drinking. Not going to happen. Bye. (laughs) People enjoy it more when I drink and review movies. Because I stop being nice and start being real. Wow, what do you want me to watch this week?